On this episode of Resi Week, we look at the Harman Samsung deal, $8 billion for Harman. What impact that will have on the home market. Grand is launching into IoT, and AVAD is changing their business. All that and more, next on Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 41, recorded Tuesday, November 15th, 2016. Killing me, Smalls. Resi Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Access Networks. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by... Steven Bronner, you know him from Pro Audio Georgia. How you doing, brother? Outstanding, my friend. Happy to be here. Enjoying life. Good. Glad to have you here. Then we're joined by my good buddy, Tim Albright. He is the founder of this, this little company we're all a part of, Aviation. How are you, bud? I am well, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. You are better dressed than me today. I, I, that, that, that's very unusual, so I'll take it. Is. It is. It, it happens very rarely. Once a year. So this is that day. I've been busy. I've, no, I was on a site this morning and yeah, stuff happens. So was I actually. Everybody's on sites. It's it's a busy day. All right. Let's kick this off uh, with kind of the story that everybody's talking about. If you haven't heard, this is kind of a big deal. I'm not breaking anything. But if you haven't heard, Samsung, our favorite manufacturer of explosive phones, is buying Harman, our favorite manufacturer of big, massive speakers and lighting and all kinds of goodies. The uh, I think the largest, indep- or not independent, but the largest AV company in the world has just been bought by, or in, in the pro AV market, I should say, has just been bought by Samsung. This is a, this is a huge deal. They're buying them for $8 billion. They are planning to run them as a subsidiary uh, for the foreseeable future. And they're paying uh, about 28% over the existing stock price. So if you look back to the start of the year, uh, Harman was trading around 61. And as of end of day yesterday, it was around 112. So a huge, huge increase over the last year. Uh, but B, um, a just a massive massive shift. I, I don't think I can underestimate how large of a shift this is for our industry. Now, the the one thing I will say is that we in the industry, obviously, we, we love Harman for things like, you know, JBL, things like Crown Amps, things like Martin Lighting. The rest of the world does not know Harman don't, for those those products. Huh? I was going to say, don't forget AMX as well. AMX well, yeah, and AMX, SPSI. And yeah, no, no, no. All those, all the brand, BSS, all the guys under their their umbrella. But they're not well known for that to the general populace. And this is what Samsung has gone after. Samsung has essentially bought Harman because it gets their foot in the door to the automotive industry. Uh, Harman has last year had what was it, $3 billion of their their sales, uh, that percentage was all automotive, and they had $24 billion in back orders. 
Like it, it's absolutely insane. Um, Stephen, what does this as a residential dealer? What does this sale uh, when it goes through uh, potentially in, in a couple of months? What does this mean for you? For those of you not wa- not watching, Stephen just put I up a quit. poster that said "WTF." I quit. I quit. That's what it means. I, I freaking quit. Like, I, I applaud you for year, helping us maintain our rating, though. Thank you. Earlier, earlier That's fantastic. Year, my package got bought by another company. I about had a meltdown. <laughs> now you are telling me that the king of race to the bottom TV prices has bought. A premium quality line like Harmon just wow. absolutely floors me. Okay, ha- hang on for a second, and I, I'll get to what what, what I'm going to say in a second. But Samsung is not raced to the bottom. There are so many more people ahead of them on the race to the bottom. Come, I, okay. Hawaii, um, Vizio, come on. Well, now, okay, they're not so Panasonic or Pioneer from years ago. But they're not race to the bottom. Right. But I'll put it to you like this. When it comes to our industry, I only focus on what affects us. Okay. Of all the TV lines that we can carry, our lowest profit margin is on Samsung. Hmm. If you can buy it in Best Buy for $1,100, my cost on it is $10. (laughs) $1,100. Yeah, it's about $10,080. Yeah. So when I say race to the bottom, I mean, as far as profits go, you're right. They're, they're not the cheapest TVs on the market. I mean, you know, there will always be a Vizio, but there is what you do have to think about is, you know, what affects our industry that affects our industry. I hear a lot of guys say, I don't even sell TVs anymore. Well, they do that because brands like Samsung have made it where it's not worth our time to sell TVs. You know, there was a time whenever it was worth it, Panasonic, pioneer things of that nature but right now it's not really worth our time anymore to sell it and that's why a lot of people stop selling tvs so now i have a line like Harmon, which is a high quality extremely valuable line i mean like you said akg soundcraft um um crown audio um jbl speakers you're talking about a huge variety of and all quite profitable lines too very profitable and that's my concern so they say they're going to run it as a subsidiary which is which is great but everybody says that so nobody wants to buy a company and then come right out and say oh and by the way we're going to trash a lot now now keep keep in mind that when you look at the numbers the the reason that samsung went after them is because samsung's been trying to get into that automotive infotainment market and this is this is the way to do it is you buy arguably the largest single source supplier of infotainment systems to the automotive industry they they run brands like um land rover jaguar mercedes bmw they're in audis uh i can go on b-dub um they're they're gigantic just for people who are listening just for people who are listening to this and don't know what we're talking about uh when you see mark levinson that's Harmon. that's Harmon. so so they're they're even licensing the bno line 
and right. uh, I hope so, um, yeah. and I'm blanking on the other big line. Uh, no, they're actually and, licensing the Harmon name. Some of it is well, licensed Harmon. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so no, it, it, they're they're one of the biggest players in that game. Right now, where this becomes entertaining from the from the automotive side, and then then Tim will get your your thoughts on it. Is Apple's been trying to make a push for this for for quite a while, and and one of you know the story we're using on this is <clears throat> excuse me from CNBC with uh, Matt Money and Jim Cramer. He said back in January that Apple should pony up nine billion dollars and buy Herman. And some of us got excited when that was announced because Apple buys a lot of stuff and I'd love to see them play in this game. But Tim, give us your thoughts in general, but then follow it up with your thoughts on Apple's supposed push for the for the automotive market now that Harman is owned by Samsung. So I'm I'm gonna try to be very very careful here because we've we've got two weekly shows. A bunch of the guys got online last night. I am night. stealing as much possible. Well, no, no. Here's the know, thing. I'm gonna try to focus on. Friday I'm gonna show. try to focus I'm on the on the residential side. Um, <laughs> you know, you and and, and Coxon and Tucker no, and, and I want Neto, your Friday and show. A bunch of folks uh, did a really good job of doing some immediate feedback last night as well. So residential and and, and home people, right? I would make a, a, an argument to say that, that there are some people out there who, who do know who Harman is. There's a Harman Cardon uh, speakers out there, Bluetooth as well as, as, as uh, consumer products. Yep, um, JBL headphones. Yep, and, absolutely. Yep. JBL headphones. Uh, you know, you've got a, a lot of folks that, and they're starting, they're pushing more and more into this over the last few years. Um, this is going to open up, it, it, and I, I would, I'm, I'm going to be interested to watch this and, and talk to folks like Steven and you guys. And you guys. Um, Matt, to see if this helps or hurts those margins, Stephen. Because one thing that Harman has done as a corporation is they package their deals, right? They, they have packaged their products. If you buy a, a Crown Amp and JBL speakers and an AMX system, you're going to get margin off, right? You're going to get some some leeway to play with. 4%. Okay, whatever, whatever it is. And, and your, yours may be different. So, again, you know. Um, oh, okay. yeah. But you're going to get some percentage points off if you package together a deal. How much better and how much more incentive would it be then to suddenly be given a line of Samsung or be given access to that line where today you don't, where today, you, like, like Steven said, you don't make money off of that. Um, now, that's me looking through rose-colored glasses. I think it's very possible. I think it's, it's, it's even probable especially as Samsung walks down this road and, and they, they you know start talking with the folks at Harman and looking into the dealer channel. The, so here, here's on that point, here's where it gets more fun. Think in that channel, think in that line. Think about the connected device capability of a Samsung TV and a Samsung Blu-ray player. Yep. Now think about adding that technology and merging that technology with a Harman Kardon receiver. Or an AMX or, processor. Or an AMX processor, or a using AMX power behind your Samsung Ooh, remote. I'll, I'll do I'll do one better for you. How about putting an SVSI uh, receiver built into a Samsung display? Yeah, and then that takes their commercial display line, which again I'm stealing your Friday stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and makes it a fantastic off-the-shelf instant plug-and-play compatibility, that one-wire plug-and-play compatibility mm -hmm. 
that we've been thinking about and asking for for what 10 years something like that so here everything here's... everything that we wanted hdmi to be is now possible with potentially an svsi endpoint on a samsung display mm -hmm. built in built in without without built in. so the other the other side of this is the negative side right the the glass half empty side Samsung and Harman have both had issues over the last year when it comes to security and product uh, rollouts. Samsung, obviously, the fact that you can't even carry a Samsung Note 7 onto a plane would be an issue. Or one of their washing machines. Or, or one of their washing machines. Harman, both of those are bad. Harman, um, their infotainment system has been hacked and, and controlled, um, and, and uh, almost this time last year was when the AMX uh, story with the back door uh, came was started to, started to come out a little bit. That was more first of January, but this is when they were starting doing some of the testing. So both companies have had some serious PR issues over the last year. It'll be very very interesting to watch how they handle that going forward. Well. Um, I'm glad that you're able to look at it through rose colored glasses. And, and that's really awesome. Um, <laughs> I, I admire that about you. Uh, Bring us down. Bring us down, you're, Stephen. You're my hero. So um, on the flip side of that, you and I have had this conversation a few times that you don't sell product. True. You're not, you don't sell. And e so even, from, even, even in my working world, I, I, I was a programmer. So, right. So, so from a person who sells product and has actually had to watch those margins and, and those things, I can tell you that um, just like I referred to package earlier, um, Control 4 bought package and the first thing they said was we're not going to touch the line. We're not doing anything with the line. And next thing I know, they're dropping all the prices. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's good. That means more people can have it. The problem is, is now when I need support on a package product, the wait times are longer because now you've got more people that have it that don't have the experience. So, so now there's a, it's now a to counter that story. point though, or, or to at least make a comment on that point, you're also talking two dramatically different scaled companies size wise. Right. So, but what a, you know, package and control four, they could make that shift fairly quickly. Whereas right. with Harman and Samsung, that's going to take some time. You're not going to move that will. ship that quickly. It, it will. And, and you are absolutely 100% correct. It will take time. I guess the cynic, and, and normally I have a really nice outlook on things. I try to be real positive, but the cynic in me has already had to go through this once this year. And this just, here's another line. And to be honest with you, I just got off the phone with a guy who I'm designing a system for him. I do uh, consulting around the country and I just talked him into going Harmon. And one of the reasons why was because of the product, the, 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 the profit margin and the quality of the product. Now quality is first always, but we were talking about other products that are quality. And, and we ended up going the Harmon route because of the multi-line discounts that Tim spoke of and some other discounts that we get as direct dealers and the fact that we can make money on it and sell a quality product. So I, I don't have a problem necessarily with Samsung buying them. I just, I see all these acquisitions happening and I see everybody say, we're not going to touch the line. And 
when was the last time you were in a room full of executives, people that were able to make it to the point where they're an executive in a company like Samsung and there weren't enough egos in the room to want to touch everything in there? I mean, seriously, think about it. We've got a we've got a president. We've got a president now that that was talking about how he had the power to do to grab a woman. You know, these are high ego people. They are not going to leave this line alone because if they leave it alone, then it makes it look like they have no control over it. So hopefully they will. Hopefully they will. But man, can you? I just so here's. It's crazy to me. It's just it, it's crazy to me. I wish they would have bought clothes. Well, okay, now, now just just so we put everything in context, Stephen didn't not know this until five minutes ago before we told him that right is, before yeah, we were on the air. So, so he's dealing with some sticker shock. Yes, he's been underwater with a with a project. Um, so here here's my last question on this topic before we let it go. Given you know Tim your your very sunny view on this acquisition and Stephen, given your possibly darker view on it, what is the likelihood that Samsung being the behemoth that it is, and if all the reports are true, that it, it went after Harman strictly for the automotive side and the potential IoT CE side of things, What's the likelihood that Samsung really doesn't mess with the with the pro AV side because honestly they just don't care. Uh, Steven says zero. <laughs> you can't see that. And it, it was a big fat zero to be to be specific if you're not watching the stream. I just you know our we deal with the top one to two percent income earners on a daily basis. I, you get to know these people, you get to know how they think, you get to admire how they think, you see them make a living and make a fortune out of nothing sometimes. And But one thing I have known to be consistent is they want to touch everything. They want to be involved. They You, you can't just hand them something like that and then not look at it and go, how can I improve this? Well, Harmon got to where it is. You bought them because they were great. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Don't touch it. You know, and, and I think the best way I can sum this up is from everyone's, from a great movie, you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. All right. <laughs> I, I'll make this very short, sweet, and to the point. There's a very good possibility that Samsung really did just want it from the infotainment side. Matt mentioned the fact that there's $24 billion in backlog. That is for the, the, the car division. There's also a very good possibility that we're going to see, you know, a Crown booth again, a JBL booth again a mm-hmm. AMX booth again. Be- and then what I'm saying is there's a very good chance that Samsung may sell off those pieces that they either don't understand or don't have any use for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very possible. As Stephen goes into a bigger meltdown. You take a moment, Stephen. We'll move on to our next topic. Uh, CE Pro is reporting as of a couple of days ago from Jason Knott. He's a, he's a regular on our show that Avid is initiating a radical business model change. They were acquired back in July by Kingswood Capital, I believe out of the UK, if memory serves. And they're going to be making a couple of changes. Uh, Some of the biggest changes are they are looking at, uh, they're closing a couple of branches. We'll start off with that. Um, I I think there's three that are being closed, Livermore, uh, California, Chesterfield, Missouri, and Edison, New Jersey. 
but they're also going to uh, expand some of their others. So it's kind of a loss win, maybe. I don't know. Uh, and uh, not only expand them, but also relabel them as experience centers, make it, uh, if, if kind of reading between the lines, make their their branches someplace that dealers can bring clients to look at products that they may not uh, showroom themselves. The other big move is that they're expanding their sales force, their field sales force, to uh, help expand the market and uh, blend their national and regional call centers. This is a bit of a, a big approach um, and a change in approach for them. The, the last thing that they're doing is they're looking at uh, launching a an information base and a purchasing base of a mo web and mobile uh, payment platform, or not payment, but portal platform uh, that'll allow people to buy products, share ideas, and uh, receive training. This is not, um, wow, yeah, this is not un unexpected in the industry, but it is a bit of a major move for Avid. Uh, Stephen, it, are you excited to hear this, that, that Avid's kind of maybe growing and, and moving forward uh, in, a, in a way that they maybe haven't done in the last couple of years? So I started my, my company uh, buying from Circuit City. And then one day a guy walked in that, that uh, on a project I was on and we were talking and he asked me if I'd ever heard of Avid. And I started shopping at Avid, and I made some of the greatest relationships to this day that I that I have in our industry um, through my relationship with Avid and people that work there at one time or another. Um, I loved the Avid that was then uh, custom sales. Um, I love it, and but what it became as Ingram Micro took over um, was not something that I loved. Uh, it got it got very clumsy. Uh, they tried to centralize everything, um, and it just doesn't work. We live in a relationship-based industry, a relationship-based business model. So, to hear that Avid is changing its um, changing its tune, getting back to more relationship, putting more people in the field, being bought by the uh, by the guys, you know, industry guys again, not a bunch of guys sitting around a conference table. These are guys that have been in our industry. They know what it takes. They know about relationships. It excites me. Now, my relationship with Avid has been severely damaged, um, and that is no that is no big secret in my area. But um, I will say this: that knowing that Avid is taking a look and they're saying, "Okay, we realize that we have some failures. We realize we need to make some changes." It 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 makes me happy because once again, I can go. I can go back to Avid if I want to. I can go back and, and start that relationship again. Uh, I mean, Avid is the one that got me turned on to RTI, Lutron, Panamax. I mean, these are all brands to this day that I still carry heavily in my company. And um, I think it's a great thing. I really do. I think it's a phenomenal thing. I just hope that as these guys move forward, they try to you, you never want to tell somebody go back to what you were, but what I will say is, is what they were when I started shopping with them was amazing for dealers. And all I hear now is about how people can't stand going there because it takes an hour and a half to get out of the door with anything. And um, so I, I hope that I hope that they go back to that relationship base. 
I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I guess you could say I'm cautiously optimistic. Very good. Tim, is this a so when they were bought, you know, we kind of looked at it and we talked about it on this show when they when they were purchased. They were purchased by some some VC people, if I remember correctly, um, but but a company that is active in our industry. Is this a response to them trying to address the bottom line and strictly go after, you know, better sales and more effective sales? Or is this is this a two phase approach of them understanding that, you know, maybe Avid lost its way when it was purchased by Ingram Micro and, you know, there might have been a lot of dealers like Steven who were unhappy with with some of the shifts. Is this more of the more of the, the financial side of this, the bottom line side of this, or is this more, you know, trying to better service their dealers, realizing that their bottom line will benefit from that? It, it, it looks, I mean, it, it looks like a bottom line decision, right? Uh, Stephen mentioned in the last segment, we were talking about Harmon, you know, he hasn't met an executive yet who doesn't like tinkering with, with companies that they purchase. Um, investment firms inherently look at ways to improve and, and ways to get a return on their money. That's the whole idea is you, you put $100 in, you want to get $110 out or $150 out or whatever. The way you do that is uh, either by buying a company, you, you buy a company inexpensively because they're doing something incorrectly. They're doing something where they're not as valuable currently as they maybe were five or 10 years ago. And then you make changes to that company. Um, that's probably why I don't put much stock in, in Samsung not touching Harman. That's why I don't put much stock in, in this being altruistic. Um, you do things like shutting down systems and, you, and, and stores to recoup some of those costs, right? A brick and mortar store, most of you guys know this, costs money to run. You know, you have either rent or you have the taxes if you own the building. You have utilities, things of this nature. If you can cut back on some of those that either aren't performing well or, or are losing you money and you enhance the ones that are making you money to hopefully make some more. So I, I see it a little bit more like um, the, the cost-cutting save, uh, savings as an initiative, but it's going to help in the long run. It's going to serve their, 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 at least the ones that they're not shutting down, the ones where the stores are still there. Um, it's going to help them you know, sell more product, hopefully. Very good. We have time for one more. Shall we cover one more real quick? Oh, we sure. Shall. We got five minutes. All right. We got five minutes, people. <laughs> uh, residential systems. This comes to us from uh, Matt. And I'm sorry, Matt. I can't pronounce your last name. I, I know. I'm sorry. I feel bad. Prusnik. Uh, Prusnik? Is that correct? Yeah. Ah, that's right. Um, Legrand launches Elio which is their new IOT program, and I may have pronounced that incorrectly as well. Uh, this is kind of a big deal. Legrand is obviously going after the IOT market, and they're looking at this and realizing how many connected products they have in the field through all of their different lines and looking to create uh, this new... Uh, Internet of Things initiative that should enhance built environments for both residential and commercial. Stephen, is this something, now, now keep in mind, they are connected with uh, Alexa and Samsung and Cisco uh, and some other country, or companies, not countries, although Cisco could be a country. 
Um, is this something that we expect a, that we expected them to do? Um, but more importantly, is this something that you want Legrand to play in as far as being uh, a hub? Honestly, not really. Is, it, is this just more of the same of everyone trying to be the centralized hub of IoT? I think that I think that people have gotten they've lost their a lot of these companies have lost their way trying to be all things to all people. So um, I I like LeBron because the things that it does in each of its subsidiaries is phenomenal. I mean let's let let's not overlook the fact that they have Middle Atlantic. Um, you know they they have Middle Atlantic is now they always have been in my opinion the best rack company uh, custom rack shells. Other companies don't even try to make custom rack shells because they know, you know, there's no use in competing. So, uh, I mean, the brands that are in there and the people that are in LeBron do so well. And now here you have LeBron trying to be all things to all people. I, I'll refer to another brand. Uh, Lutron is a great example. I, I once asked the Lutron guys and on their new uh, dynamic keypads, they have an audio selection and they'll do Sonos. And I asked the Lutron guy, I said, oh, are you guys going to get into audio distribution and audio? And they said, no, we're a lighting company. We'll, we'll help you control that stuff to an extent, and it is very limited. But we're a lighting company. That's what we do, and they're damn good at it. They are, and once again, in my opinion, they're the best. And they're the industry standard. So do I want LeBron to play in that sandbox? Not really, because I feel like it's taken away from development of other things that they could do. Their Middle Atlantic uh, power products don't have an app like the Blue Bolt does through Panamax. They could take the time that they're investing. If they would have an app where I can access the stuff remotely through my phone, I would switch over to the Middle Atlantic power products. But instead of focusing on things that I have personally heard people ask for at CDA and other gatherings, now they're focusing on IoT that's a control thing. That's not even something they're good at. So I just, I, I don't mind them trying. It's not my company. I don't care. But is it something I wish they would focus on? Absolutely not. I wish they would focus on doing more of what they do best. Tim, looking at this, they, they mentioned that they have 22 million connection points that are, uh, you know, connected outlets, lighting controls, aux sensors, things like that. Stephen does raise a good point of, you know, staying in your lane. Is this something where they're trying to build this as part of their lane? Or is this something where they're kind of often, you know, hopefully not going to run the, uh, run this out as, as the, the next and the, you know, another wink. Yeah. I, I've, I, I have given up on people staying in their own lane. Um, <laughs> I really have it, and and ten years ago I, so I would agree with you. Yes. No, no, I, I I would agree with you. Uh, the ten years ago that that you know, Extron made some really great switchers. Crestron made really great control. Byant made really great audio. All three of those companies play in in, in each other's space now, right? Um, I, I think what 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 Legrand is doing here is they're they're kind of hedge they're they're betting on their engineers' smarts and getting into 
more into the residential world, actually. Whereas when, the way I grew up with with Legrand, it was it was commercial, right? Um, you didn't get Legrand products unless it was through a an, an electrical contractor, or you know if you had a Granger account. Um, you got Middle Atlantic through a dealer, right? This, that, and the other. These, these were commercial-grade products, and now Legrand is, is pushing more and more into residential. Um, I think IoT makes sense for them. I'll be interested to see how it plays out. There are, they're, they're pushing more and more um, into that space. They had a huge booth at Cedia this year with a lot of, of interesting things. Um, they're really con- nice booth. Yeah, really, ni- really nice booth, really interesting things. They, they had control, which I'm interested in. Because um, I'm, I'm a control geek, and I, I, I've not played with the interface yet, but from a, a user standpoint, the control was pretty spot on. They have audio um, distribution uh, platform, which, again, looks very interesting, and the price point is right. Um, Stephen mentioned the, the power products that, that uh, Middle Atlantic has come out with the last year. Middle Atlantic probably had the, the this is going to sound weird, the, the most innovative power product of the last few years in their in their distribution um, hub. Oh, yes. my gosh, yeah. Love that thing. And, and it was one of those where you looked at it and go, well, duh, why didn't somebody else come and th- think of this, right? It, it, was, it was beautiful. But to his point, they are also missing some things that dealers are looking for, things like apps, things like, um, you know, uh, interfaces in um, the, uh, the power products and things of that nature. Yeah, it, it, can, it's something. Go ahead. Don't they have Vantage? Yes. So, so I, I mean, I you know, just going to put this out there and let everybody kind of mull this over. Vantage started off as a lighting company, and then they decided they wanted to do audio. They wanted to do control and all this stuff. And when Vantage was a lighting company, they did some things pretty good. Um, I would say they were probably second behind uh, behind Lutron in lighting. Then they dove into the control and destroyed the line. When was the last time you were on any project and you saw a long-lasting Vantage control system or Vantage audio system? I mean, honestly, in my area of the country, we don't even see Vantage lighting. Uh, it's it, it is they they took a line that was growing a great line and had a lot of potential and then tried to be all things to all people. And now you see where they are. Now they're kind of a, a sub note to our industry. Um, so what I will say is, is those who don't study history are bound to repeat it. And we'll see where this IOT goes. Very good. And that sums up our show for today. We're, we're gonna end on Steven's low note because he's been so grumpy the entire show. I can't help it. They bought Harmon. Are you kidding me? Steven's going to be mulling on that then, all day. And then you drop it on me. Like, I prep it. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready for the show. I log in. We're getting ready. And you go, oh, Steven, by the way. By the way. bought your absolute favorite line in the world. And not, Here, you enjoy know, this show. <laughs> it's not like Mercedes bought BMW where you're like, they're both awesome. Oh, okay. No, no, and it's and it's not it's not like when Behringer bought Midas. Okay. No, no, it, it's just it's it, it's I don't know. I, I I still you know, I I saw this I think 5 a.m. on Monday morning when it Dude, was I need uh, a vodka and a Xanax. That's what I need right <laughs> now. Vodka and a Xanax. 
Wow. These people are these people are killing me, man. Absolutely oh. killing me. You know what? It may be like we said, it may be a great thing. I, I'm just I'm a little pessimistic because I know how great the Harmon line is. And so I'm a little disappointed. But honestly, it may turn out to be great. So seriously, Samsung, don't screw this up. That's Dude, that's the point I'm of the film. I'll be in a picket line over in Korea throwing a fit. <laughs> They won't even be able to understand me, but I'll be screaming it in English. Y'all suck. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, but, but no, that's, that's, the, and I know this show has come off as kind of pessimistic for me, but I, you know, honestly, these are, this is a line that I really cherish. And then as far as the, the IOT thing goes, um, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm, I'm more trying to be more realistic and look at the history and say, Hey, you tried this once before and it almost killed you. But at you know at the end of the day it, it it doesn't really matter them going into IOT is not going to affect bent metal, so Middle Atlantic is going to be just fine. And uh, very true. So, I mean you know if it if it if it does bite them it doesn't it doesn't affect me that much. But um, I just wish that they would focus. I know for three years in a row we've asked Middle Atlantic for a remote app for their power products, and for three years in a row they have told me very clearly. They have no intention of ever doing that. And now they want to do IoT. How are you going to do IoT without remote access? You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, Stephen, where can people connect with you and send you hate mail? Um, at the local liquor store after this show. Um, <laughs> you can find me at uh, ProAudioGeorgia.com, uh, uh, ProAudioGA on Twitter. Uh, just look me up anywhere where you see pro audio. I'll probably be there. That's uh, that's my thing. Beautiful. Thank you for being here. Timothy, where can mm -hmm. people find you? Uh, in St. Louis, just in general. Uh, you can find me not, at... Not, uh, not in Canada yet? You're not moving? No, I'm not moving to Canada. Because last night, on, on our show last night, talking Samsung, like half the panel said they were coming to live with me. Well, that's fine for them. I, I, I said no. I, ha I have a bigger faith in our in our democracy and our representative government. So, Oh, I was just talking about the Harmon thing. Well, geez. They're just running away. All right. Avianation.tv is, is the website, <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at TD Tim David Albright. Beautiful. And for my myself... Uh, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please stop by avnation.tv. You'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows that cover all the uh, all the pro AV verticals that we here cover. Uh, when you are at our website, please stop by and check out the underwriters. They support us and we would appreciate it if you would let them know that you appreciate their support of us and how appreciative everyone is. Everyone will be appreciative. It's great. Uh, but again, stop by avianation.tv. That is all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.